This is The Briefcase. I'm Benjamin Welch. So, I live in Los Angeles, and sometimes I feel a little bit out of place. I mean, I'm not working on a script or a pilot. I'm not in meetings with the movie studios to pitch my independently but well-produced rom-com slash thriller that's sure to be a hit on the festival circuit. I do pay to see movies in the theater, but that's where my business with Hollywood begins and ends. It's the worst at parties. Everyone's working on something and knows a guy that's friends with some guy that goes to the same gym as Alec Baldwin. I don't know that guy. See, I make things on the internet that aren't easy to find. And although I may be closer to the cutting edge, it gets a little lonely living in the future. It would be nice if I had something to tell people at parties, some reason to give why I still live in L.A. I mean, I actually just like this town, but you can't say that out loud. I've been giving this a lot of thought. I have a pretty good pitch. I think this is a good idea. Okay, here goes. You know these big movies, you know, your Harry Potters, the Avengers, the Dark Knight? Well, throughout these movies, there are always these featured extras. They play no significant role in the story of the film, but they're needed to move the story forward for our heroes. I like to call these extras the bystanders of some importance. You know who I'm talking about. In The Avengers, it was that girl that's saved by Captain America and is later featured on the news calling him a hero. Right? Or the guy who gives Bruce Banner some pants after he comes crash landing into a building as the Hulk. Or in the first Transformers movie, the Autobots and Decepticons are battling in the streets of New York, just wreaking havoc, destroying buildings, innocent people dying everywhere. And one of the Transformers does a super slow motion flip over the head of some pointless, sexy girl with an ample bosom and revealing shirt. That's what gets me. We need them. Bruce needs his pants. Captain America needs to throw himself in harm's way to save an innocent girl. And Michael Bay needs any excuse to show a girl's cleavage in the most unlikely scenario ever conceived. But when their small role to play is over, they're gone, and no one thinks about them again. But what if we gave them their own movies? Let me give you a couple examples. In the first Terminator movie, Arnold shows up from the future to kill Sarah Connor. He looks in the phone book to find all the Sarah Connors that are local and starts killing them off one by one. So he shows up at the first Sarah Connor's house. He walks up. This is such a great scene. He knocks on the door. She opens the door. She has a little chain lock on the door like that's going to stop the Terminator. Anyways, he says, Sarah Connor. She says, yes. And he just busts the door in and unloads an entire clip right into her. But what about our kid who's playing in the front yard? He's right there. He witnessed the whole thing. Does he grow up to be all messed up in the head? Has he been seeking revenge all this time? Has he been trying to track down the guy that killed his mom, but he can't find him because he doesn't exist anymore until he sees him all over the news in Terminator 2 Judgment Day? And what about that girl in Captain America? What's her story? I bet she was about to give up on her dream of becoming a Broadway singer. But Captain America saved her. And now that she's been given a second chance, she's not going to waste it. I mean, that's a hit rom-com musical just waiting to happen. Or maybe she becomes like creepily obsessed with Captain America and starts to stalk him. He finally settles down, marries the love of his life, has a couple kids, and she kidnaps little Steve Jr. and pretends to be his mom. Or in the beginning of The Half-Blood Prince. You remember that waitress at Treats Cafe that flirts with Harry before Dumbledore barges in with some life-threatening mission that can't wait five minutes for Harry to get this girl's number and feel normal for one second? I mean, what's her deal? Did she like Harry? Does she still think about that night? Did it stick with her? I mean, who knows? Maybe she eventually grows up to become a threat even worse than he who shall not be named and leads a war of muggles against the wizards 30 years from now. That's a movie I want to see. And you know you're cursed now, right? 
I mean, every time you see one of these bystanders of some importance, you'll wonder where they came from, why they're there, and what comes next. And that brings me back to why I feel lost sometimes. And it's not because I live in L.A. and don't work in Hollywood. See, in the grand scheme, I'm a bystander of some importance, wondering where I came from, why I'm here, and what I'm supposed to do next. I mean, I'm a full-on grown-up. I used to think that I would know this stuff by now. But I'm becoming more and more comfortable with the fact that I know that I don't know. But I do know that. And lately, that feels like a pretty good place to start. This episode of The Briefcase was produced by me, Benjamin Welch. You can find out more as well as download the music heard in this episode by visiting our website, thebriefcase.org. If you've enjoyed the last six episodes, I would like to invite you to review the show on iTunes or share your favorite episode on Twitter or Facebook. This really helps new people find out about the show. The Briefcase is made possible in part by burritos, the best handheld portable Mexican food ever created, and sometimes the only thing keeping us together. To find out more, Stop going to Baja Fresh and Chipotle. Thanks again for listening, and remember, who you call a spook, peck a wood. <laughs>